Welcome to Weirdly Christian, a podcast by Rise Campus Ministry, where a millennial and Gen Zer learn about life by checking out the weirdest news through a spiritual lens. Let's see what we learned this week in our latest episode of Weirdly Christian. Well, welcome back to another episode of Weirdly Christian. We are back for another season. It is exciting. We have weirder news. Luckily, this isn't on a video because we're recording this on Ash Wednesday. And so we are doing glitter ashes, which is super fun and super. We, this is early in the morning. So I am sure by the end of the day, I'm going to be so tired of explaining to weird people why I have glitter ashes on. Uh, and who will call me that I'm going to hell and all those things. I'm wearing my progress flag stole today on campus. So really just trying to trigger as many uh, hateful, bigotry, bigoted people as I possibly can. But my name is Jurens. I'm the ministry director of Arise Campus Ministry. And joining me, as always, the amazing, the incredible, the absolutely awesome Abby Garber. Abby, how are you? I'm doing good. I don't have any ashes on my forehead yet, so I need to get on that. But as Drew was explaining earlier, one of the awesome perks of being a pastor is you can just ash yourself whenever you want. So this is this is just another another hardship in the day of my life where I can't do that. I'm going to be honest with you. When you said ash yourself, I felt a little dirty. Like, <laughs> like I'm just going to ash myself and put dirt on my forehead whenever I want. So I can do it on Ash Wednesday. I can do it. I can rub dirt on my forehead all year long because I'm a pastor. It's just another privilege that you have that we just can't understand. The normal, the peasantry cannot understand. Yep. Yeah, it's it's kind of like Halloween where I like to dress up and scare people, but I can do it appropriately on October 31st. Yeah, I do. But, but, actually, if you see me around, I usually have dirt all over my face. But on Ash Wednesday, it's like it's OK. But like when you try to like scare people any other day of the year, it's like, Drew, why are you so weird? Yeah, the the police get called it's super weird. <laughs> it's so strange. Like people just don't understand you. Well, what's going on in your life? I mean, other you know, we've talked about how I like to ask myself how what's going on in your world? Well, I am about four weeks in in the spring semester, and um, my life is a roller coaster, but that's mainly because of my roommate's life. My 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 roommate has a very interesting life. Um, <laughs> Erica, do you want to make a surprise guest appearance? Yeah, I'm gonna eat my applesauce. Erica needs to eat her applesauce, but Erica's life is very interesting. Um, we're going through some roller coasters right now um, with her ex-girlfriend and her family. And she's just, she's keeping me on my toes. So I appreciate you, Erica. You're welcome, Abby. I feel like we're Erica, Erica, congratulations on being the first guest of this podcast. Wow, I feel really, really special. You know, I, I make my role in life. I really make my role in life to like, you know, keep Abby educated and to keep her fun. And I always tell Abby, what would you do without me, Abby? You would be having such a boring first year um, at college. Like, I'm just so interesting between getting appendicitis and just being all over the place. Like, you would be so bored. This is true. This is true. So my my life is basically just whatever is going on in Erica's life. So that that's my life update. Love that. Well, we've had our official first guest. It's taken us to season two to get an official guest. Uh, Erica... 
thank you so much for that. And now um, I, I think it's time for uh, honestly one of my favorite things that that I've missed doing, and maybe everyone else's uh, favorite things. That's right. It's Drew learns slang. So take it away. What word are you going to teach me today? Alrighty, Grandpa Drew, today's word is actually relevant to our previous conversation. And it isn't really a word as much as it is a phrase. And the phrase is standing on business. I'm going to guess that standing on business is when, like this, the Wall Street, you know, like they have those ticker tapes because, you know, things haven't changed since the 1980s. And it gets to be so much that you step on it and then you're standing on business. Um, I don't know what a ticker tape is. What? But... Like, it's like a calculator. And then it used to have a tape, a piece of paper that would come out. Kind of like a receipt. Okay. And we just go, wow. Um, mm, this is, this is anyway. awkward where I'm really feeling quite old. Yeah, you should. Um, if I had a real guess. Can I, can I make a real guess? Yeah, make, so, make a real guess. Spoiler alert. Sometimes I say these things uh, as a bit. Oh, my, oh my real, goodness. I know. I know. Here's my real guess. My real guess is that you're um, procrastinating from doing the thing that needs to be done. Uh, yeah. E Erica says so-so. Do, do you want me to give you the definition? Yeah, please. Okay, so the definition is like if you're standing on business, like you're standing on like what's right for you. So, like mm -hmm. for example, um, Erica is not standing on business by trying to get back with her ex because that's not good for her, and she is in fact sitting crisscross crisscross applesauce on business I because that yesterday. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I'm using Erica's phrase because she wants to get back with her ex, and that's not good for her. She is not doing what is right. There you go. So it would be so standing on business is doing what's right for you. Yeah, Erica, do you have an elaboration? Standing on business is, you know, just like doing the right thing. Like it's standing firm on your decision to do the right thing. And I could use the um saying whenever you don't stand on business, you're sending crisscross applesauce on the business because then it's like, dang, you're just sitting on on it instead of doing it does that make sense yes it does so do we need to like do we need to spend like a new segment of like erica don't get back with your ex <laughs> that's just called my life okay <laughs> well uh with that being said we've got a news story today okay it comes from the AP. I like how you pretend you didn't pick this out. Like, oh. <laughs> I've never seen this before in my life. We have a news story. What? What is? I, what, what is, what this, is this concept of news? What is this show that that we've been now into season two, where we look at weird news and try <gasps> to pull some kind of life lesson out of it? You're telling me this for the first time. I know. So I'll read the headline. An Oklahoma judge who sent more than 500 texts during a murder trial resigns. That's weird. Yeah. And this, uh, just so we're really clear, this judge is not Gen Z or, or a seemingly millennial. 
it appears it appears she might not even be a geriatric millennial, which I think is what you're classified as. Correct. Maybe, I mean, maybe it might even... be like Gen X or. Yeah. A boomer? A boomer. But a boomer who apparently was using a lot of emojis in these text messages that were given to the court. Yeah. And I just want to say that first because, you know, I have some people that be like, oh, young people and their f- cell phones can't put down their cell phones. You know, can't do it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm just sitting here like, I just want to make sure we're really clear before we start uh, stereotypes. But uh, do you want to give a quick synopsis of this news story? Yeah, so this judge in Oklahoma was presiding over a murder trial of a two-year-old little boy. Like, how horrible. And while she was overseeing this murder trial, she was texting tons of people, like, making fun of the attorneys. And um, once described the defense attorney as awesome and asked, can I clap for her? Apparently, she also texted a laughing emoji to someone, and this person who she sent this text to had made a crass and demeaning reference to the prosecuting attorney's genitals. So she was kind of just like, like, like you know what you do when you're in like a really weird meeting or like a really boring meeting where you're just like texting your other friend who's on the meeting, and it's like, oh my god, this is crazy, like this is wild. That's basically what she was doing, but it was in the middle of a murder trial for a two-year-old that she was supposed to be presiding for, and not as funny. I just need to to say right now, I have never been in a meeting where I've texted another person about someone's genitals that was on the meeting, so. You made it sound like that. This was just a totally normal thing. <laughs> like, I mean, I've never made a comment about someone's genitals, um, but I mean, I I love I love to have conversations during meetings. Yeah, no, listen, and and I I like it brought it up like three times in the news story. Like, hey, by the way, I mean, yeah. like if I was the person <laughs> they were making the comment about, I'd be like, can we not like can we not yeah. mention that like three times in in this like two. Or like five paragraph news story. I just can't imagine sitting there on your cell phone sending 500 texts during a murder trial. And look, I'm sure we all have had moments where we've gone and left a space and been like, I cannot believe that meeting or what that was. But to do it during it, to think it's a good idea to be on your cell phone for for all that, just... I sit back and I go, what in the world is going on? Yeah, I don't know what was going through her mind, especially when you're hearing the graphic details of a murder of a two-year-old little boy. Like, I don't I don't know what really prompts you to be like, oh, this is a good time for a little silly, silly goofy joke. It's just it just doesn't seem appropriate to me, especially when you're the one who's supposed to be presiding and like leading this trial to bring this little boy justice. Um, it just it's so beyond me. But in her statement, when she was resigning, she said, I promise to uphold the Constitution in a fair, even handed and efficient manner. Uh, I believe that I have done so. However, being human, I have also faltered and faltered. She did. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, as we kind of think through this story, what life lesson have you do you take away from this? 
Honestly, my mind goes to like when you're supposed to be focusing on a job or like doing something honorable, like bringing this little boy justice, it's time to focus and get serious. Like there are times to be funny and there are times to laugh and, and goof around, but there are also times to take things very seriously. And this is one of those times. And it never goes well. Never goes well when you're making fun of people in a professional setting and just real, real life. Like this isn't a bit real life experience. What I've learned is when you mess somebody over or you treat somebody really bad in a professional or personal setting, nine times out of 10, that comes back to bite you later in your life <laughs> because the, that person is like, oh, I needed your help. Uh, yeah. No, thanks. Um, and over and over and over again, <laughs> there's just been these moments where I'm like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have treated me that way. Or I'm glad I didn't treat that person that way over and over again. Like it does come out and you think you're bigger than everyone else and you're just not. And so this person now can no longer serve as a member of the judiciary in Oklahoma. So they've lost a lot. Uh, because of not being able to control text messages until after the trial. And these things are life and death for people and people sharing stories of pain and hurt. Be present. Do better. Absolutely. And with all this being said, I can only imagine that, you know, one day when I die, which is sooner today, you know, than yesterday, a good Very Ash true. Wednesday thought. Very true. And I don't, you, you don't go up and you're not on trial. For, God doesn't put you in trial. But but if that were to happen, <laughs> as is kind of the trope, just yeah. imagine God being like texting Jesus and the Holy Spirit, like all together, be like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> With different emojis. What emoji do you think God would use the most? Oh, man. You know that emoji where like the face is just like melting? That, I feel like that would be God just like... Oh my goodness. Look at what Drew did again. Drew scared kids in a costume on not Halloween. Yeah. And the police got called. Oh, like just like melted to the floor. My, we are so different on this. I went with a positive. I went with a chef's kiss. Like I Aww. could imagine God being like chef's kiss, especially because just reading the Bible, I think Jesus is super sarcastic. That's Maybe true. sarcasm should be another sacrament of the church. But I just imagine a chef's kiss over and over again when God's like, yeah, that was a good one. That was that's, a good one. That's really beautiful. We balance each other out well. Yeah. Well, Abby, it sounds like this person was sitting crisscross on business. Exactly uh, right. Doing exactly the right. Somebody called them out in the state of Oklahoma. Rare though it might, they stood on business and kick this judge out amen that that that's a 10 out of 10 amazing Fantastic. season two both abby and erica say <laughs> is a 10 out of 10 it oh is God. a 10 out of 10 right erica it is a 10 out of 10 maybe even 100 out of 10 wow, wow. drew you are doing so well i, I can't mess this up anymore <laughs> I, i'm just gonna go to the closing because i'm shocked friends <laughs> thank you again for joining us uh, abby where can people find you 
They you guys can find me everywhere if you want to say hi to me or by extension Erica and tell her not to get back with her ex um, at Abby K Garber on all socials. Erica, where, where can people find you? I actually don't have social media, but I have TikTok. And if you want to find that, it's just Enars, I think. I hope. <laughs> you know, you guys were talking about the text. That reminded me of this whole thing that me and Abby have going on for Black History Month. I text her something outrageous, and I'm like, signed your something Black roommate. So yesterday, it was like, signed your Delulu Black roommate. And then it was also signed your... um complicated relationships that his black roommate and then one time it was like signed you're here a black roommate and i've been doing this all throughout black history month and this is like abby's new favorite series like she just be looking forward to my text and what i'm gonna sign it as i'm i'm sad that that i i'm gonna have to get updates now as to the signatures that can be that can be one of our new segments of what what has erica texted me signed a blank black roommate this week. Erica, do you give permission for that? Like that we can uh yes. about your text? Yes, it was um our theme at Hoko of what has Abby where has Erica texted Abby in the last couple of hours. Done. I, I now have permission. I love it. And uh I'm excited that the the weirdly Christian uh uh universe is growing. Indeed, indeed. Well, friends, you can find me at Drew Entz or at Arise GMU. Uh, you can also find out more about all of our campuses and what we're doing. We're expanding, uh, hopefully, so you can find out arisenova.org, and that's Arise Campus Ministry. Friends, thank you again so much for joining us, and this has been Weirdly Christian. Bye.